the regional champions have been crowned and we are on to round five. Hello everyone, Ryan Fox here, joined alongside Kenny Heath. Thank you for joining us today on episode 17 of the Central Texas Football Podcast, the state semifinal edition. And Kenny, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, man. And looks like kind of who we thought was going to be penciled in Mm -hmm. to be in these uh, state semifinals. They got there. And, uh, you know, we're not geniuses, but it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty easy to predict this. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's a lot of Central Texas representation across the state this week in the semifinal round. And uh, let's, first off, let's take a look back at last week. You know, um, for first off in the six-man ranks, it was the semifinals for six-man last week. And the Abbott Panthers stay undefeated, and they march on to AT&T Stadium with their win over Erie County, where they will be taking on last year's state champion in the Westbrook Wildcats. Congratulations to Coach Terry Crawford and the Panthers. Yeah, uh, they took on uh, Erie County down over there in early. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the NFH cameras weren't working, and we didn't yeah. get to watch I that remember, I remember trying to watch that, A little that disappointed too. with that. The cool thing when you think about Abbott is their best player – is out. Yep. He broke his collarbone. Mm-hmm. They're running back, their best defense player. The sophomore, Mason Hale, has stepped up. And, dude, he's rushed oh for God. a ton of yards, scored but a bunch of touchdowns. I, and I think they said he – I saw a tweet from Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's, which we, we've had on the show earlier this year. Um, he had what? I, th- I think if I remember correctly, he said he had like 390 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Are you – as a sophomore, are you kidding me? Yeah. Just coming in to replace the injured starter and just perform like that? Unbelievable stuff. Yeah, and by the way, his dad is a former Whitney Wildcat. Just How about that? Just to let y'all know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, again, congratulations to Abbott, Terry Crawford, uh, uh, going to AT&T Stadium next week. And that's that's huge for the six-man ranks because you get an extra week to you know, kind of heal up and prepare for your state championships. So that's really, really huge. Yeah, and, you know, uh, we got Curtis Quinlan on this week, and we talked about mm-hmm. this game. And uh, hearing whispers that, you know, that, that player may – he may be back on the field by the time the state championships roll around. Yeah, that would be really, really huge. I mean, this this Abbott team, especially for a six-man team, they just got – talent-wise, they just have so much depth. I mean, they were just able to plug in a sophomore running back in there and perform huge against a really, really good, previously unbeaten Erie and County team to – clinch another state championship appearance for Terry Crawford and again just congratulations to Abbott and the Panthers uh, we'll be rooting for y'all next week when the state championships roll around but you know that's it the uh, again the six man state championship games are set Abbott and Westbrook and I believe the other one is uh, Benjamin and I, I can't Lorraine Lorraine that's yeah. right so that'll be That'll be a really, really huge game over there in the six-man ranks as well as we have two of the 12 state championship games already set. And we'll get the rest settled this week. Uh, another great game from last week, arguably probably the top game across the entire state. Crawford beats Toller in a defensive slugfest 14-7. Now, I was at this game, Kenny, and it was a defensive slugfest, you know. Uh, Peyton Brown, he had, although he had, or Toller only scored seven points, you know, Peyton Brown still had a really big game. He had Mm -hmm. almost 150 rushing yards. He had the lone touchdown on the night, which was, I believe, a 42-yard run uh, in the fourth quarter to make it a one-score game. But, you know, Crawford's defense is legit. They held held a a Rattler offense 
snake farm offense, as they call yep. it. That was sc- scoring. Wally Hubbard. Yeah, I think they were scoring 52 points per game throughout the playoffs. They've been absolutely dominant all year long, all year long throughout the playoffs, and a lot of that was through Peyton Brown. And you know, I mean, Peyton Brown, he's just one of those players that he's going to get his. But I think Crawford did a tremendous job just limiting, like, the big play, the big runs from Peyton Brown. And that that 42-yard that run was his long on the night. That's the only one he really broke through in the entire night. The defensive front for Crawford is legit. And, you know, they, they had defense won them the game. You know, they, they started the game with the football. And on the second play from scrimmage, uh, they got a – I think it was 50, 60-something yard touchdown run on the second play from scrimmage uh, from their quarterback, uh, Torbert. And it was just, you know, they, they took advantage of that early lead and just Toller overall in the night just couldn't get anything going offensively. Yeah, and, you know, you, you look at it and you say, hey, we held Peyton Brown to 176 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. Great job because that is a great job. He's yeah. rushed for 2,500 yards. And, uh, yeah, the, man. What a matchup this week, um, dude, with Holly. Oh my Holly goodness. checks all the boxes, the, the stats, the quarterback, the running back, the receivers. Uh, it's going to be a great game up there in Mineral Wells. Yeah, and we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show as well. Also, still looking back at last week, Mart. Oh, my goodness. As, as if as if there's any shred of a doubt that Love Lady would challenge them, uh, they absolutely did not. Uh, Sean Easterling and over there for – uh, the quarterback for Love Lady and that heavy rushing offense, they couldn't get anything going. They didn't they they lost to Mark fifty six to six, which we've talked all year long about how fast and explosive the smart offense is. But their defense, I mean that that Love Lady team they beat was averaging fifty one points per game and they got held to six and they didn't get that score until the fourth quarter, which is pretty much against the Mart freshman team, which was a QB sneak at the one. So it just Dominant performance in all three phases for the Mark Panthers again, and you know they got a they got a huge matchup this week. We'll touch on it later on against Burton. Burton, they haven't on defense. They haven't given up a touchdown. Their first their first three weeks there was a shut. They had shutouts. Then they beat Granger last week, twenty seven to seven. But that seven points from Granger was on a kickoff return. Okay. So Burton's defense has not given up a touchdown throughout the entire playoffs. And then there's Mark scoring 58 points per game offensively. So something's got to give there, but we'll dive deeper into that later on. And then another game I wanted to touch on, one of the games that for somehow, we, we didn't talk much about it last week. We kind of touched on it a little bit. Frank, Franklin and Columbus, that was an absolute yeah. slobber knocker. 24-21, Franklin won that one. And that was a great game as well. Yeah, I think uh, I, I got to – I was NFHSing all mm-hmm. night. So I was yeah. swapping between games and – uh, yeah, Franklin scored with 20, 30 seconds left in the mm-hmm. ballgame. I saw the, the Columbus score, and then I swapped over to something else and got, got back to that Franklin game, and it was over. And uh, Bryson Washington took it in with 27 seconds left. So what a hell of a game there. And, uh, man, I, I'm still uh, – I'm a Franklin fan. I think I think they're still the favorite. Yeah, absolutely. And that could set up well, – because they're going to be favored. They're favored over Edna. There's no doubt about yeah. that. A really good Edna team, by the way, the Region 4 champions. An Edna team that really took care of Lano. Oh, and yeah. I thought Lano was going to probably win I, that Lano game. was favored in, yeah. mo- in most, you know, you look anywhere online where Dave Campbell's, any other, you know, high school football forum. Lano was favored in, mo- in, you know, most polls you looked at. And then, you know, Edna just took it to him. 40-21 to 21 was the final in that one. Edna, they came to play. And Edna, they're big. They're very, very big up front. And then it, that'll be a fun matchup to see because you know, Franklin, they're not going to be as big up front, but schematically and just 
how aggressive they are up front. It's going to be a great matchup in the trenches between Franklin and Edna. And and now I could set up the on the other side of that bracket, Malakoff and Brock. The, I mean, just the, no matter who the final two teams are out of these semifinals, that three division one championship is going to be really, really fun. Yeah, and you, you go back and look at that Grandview Malakoff game. Two mm-hmm. minutes left in yep. the game. Grandview stuffs Malakoff on fourth and two, and then all of a sudden you got mustard on the salad. Mm. Twelve men on the field. And they they had, I think, two timeouts, two minutes to go down and score. They were down by five Mm. at the time. Uh, Man, that's got to be heartbreaking. Uh, You know, just, I don't know. I believe that was coming out of a timeout. Yes. And... Gosh, that sucks. Uh, you know, we're going to Because that was a decent field position. They were like at the 40, 42-yard yeah, yeah, line, something yeah. like that. They, they, they didn't have far to go. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, I think three or four plays later, uh, Malakoff goes and punches, punches it in there, uh, and, and wins it by a bigger margin. But, man, uh, what a great game. You know, and I just uh, – you know, Case in English, for my money, man, he's probably one of the top five best players in the state of – Texas in 3A football. Yeah. And uh, I hate to see those guys go home like that, but uh, hats off to Malakoff, man. Mm, hell, of a, hell of a deal. Their defensive coordinator had a hell of a plan, and uh, that, that was a great game to watch. And you told me earlier before we start recording here, their quarterback, Mike Jones, he's a sophomore. Yeah. like And he is phenomenal throwing the football. He's, he's taken full command of that Tiger offense, no doubt about it. It's going to be really, really fun to see. And, we'll talk, again, we'll talk about it later on, their matchup this week against Brock. That'll be Thursday night at the Star. That'll be a really, really fun matchup. Uh, we got a great show for you all today. We got a couple guests here. The sports director at KSN uh, Channel 6 over in Waco Temple, Curtis Quillen, will be joining us again uh, on today's show. We also have the head coach of the Crawford Pirates, Coach Greg Jacobs, as we mentioned before. Huge matchup in the semifinals this week against Holly. And then Coach Kevin Hoffman of the Mart Panthers will be joining us as well. And then also, before we dive into today's game, we will start, as we always do, with our Matt Step question of the week. And the uh, question to Mr. Step this week was, give us a few teams that you're surprised by that are still being in the playoffs. Which of those teams do you think has a shot at winning a state championship? And Matt Step's answer was, Harmony and New Home are the two biggest surprises to make it to the state semifinals. I think Harmony can get to AT&T Stadium, but I don't believe either surprise team has a good shot to win a state title. I think that's a that's a good point. I mean, this this new home team has been just surprising overall. They're 13 and 1. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who had new home? Oh, in no, the absolutely. <laughs> really, really who knows good. where new home is? I want to know I, where's new home. They're they're up in re, they're in region 1. Okay. So I would assume I think region 1's like the Panhandle, you know, north northwest Texas area, I think yeah. something like that. So that's Huge there for the Lepers to make it. How about Harmony? They finished the regular season five and five, and they've ride off four straight wins, including a two-score victory over Newton, the favorite in that region last week. Thirty-six twenty-two is the final there. I mean, I mean, so, unbelievable. So he's saying New Home has a better chance of beating Albany than than Harmony has of beating Poth. Well, I think I the, think the thing not, with I think, I think with Harmony, I think I think Newton is probably better than Poth is. I think that might be his thought process there. I, I'm not sure. I don't really know. I mean, I know a little bit about Newton just because they're a state powerhouse, oh, yeah. but yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about Poth. Um, but I think I saw something earlier to where this is like their first semifinal appearance since like the '60s or something. So, I mean, I. 
a lot of uh, there's a lot of those teams actually that are in the semifinal round that a lot of them are still looking for their first state championship in program history, which is that makes the playoffs more exciting in my opinion. Where when you're at this point and there you still have a couple teams in the hunt for their first state title, that's really, really fun to see. But well, you know, Harmony's nine and five. Yes. So how many ten and five teams have played in the state championship? We talked about that before that we recorded. Ten and five team, if they beat uh Poth, they'll be ten and five. Mm-hmm. So you have a ten and five team in the state championship game. That's that'd be unbelievable. Cool. Yeah, really awesome to see. Cause, <laughs> and they they start off. Oh, keep in mind here, they start off zero and four. So they've yeah. won nine of their last ten games. So they've been on a hot streak. And I, I I took a look at their schedule earlier, but I can't I can't remember off the top of my head who they played. But they played four pretty tough opponents. Yeah. they probably punched up a little bit over in pre district. Probably got better as the season went on. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, nine and five. I mean, I just. I don't know. We'd have to research it. I think I, I can't think of off the top of my head any five loss team that has made it to the state championship, at least in recent memory. Yeah. But it will be really, really fun to see how both those games play out. They went new home, even if they do get past a darn good Albany team this week, they're more than likely going to run into Mart in the state championship. <laughs> so, I mean, they're hey, going to have to run through. Great job, fellas. Now <laughs> you got Mart. Oh my goodness! And that's been—I mean, Mart has gone out throughout the playoffs, and they've taken multiple ten to twelve plus, you know, double-digit winning teams, and just played them and made them look like JV teams. Yeah. It's just been unbelievable. That's just how good this Mart Panther team is, and we'll talk about them more as we get onto the show. But uh, b- before we dive into our games, of course, we want to, as we mentioned before, uh, Kenny had a chance to sit down with the sports director at KCEN Channel 6 over in Waco Temple, Curtis Quillen, and we'll have that for you right now. All right, I'm here with Curtis Quillen, sports director at KCEN TV in uh, Waco, Clean Eric. Curtis, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's a great semifinal week. How are you, man? I'm good. Yeah, here we are, a week away from the state finals. Uh, you know, kind of the three or four teams that we thought were going to be here this year. Uh, no no really surprises. Uh, you know, we thought Crawford was going to do well. Uh, you know, Mart, China Spring, defending their state champ. Uh, what are you thinking about these? Start where you want. Let's talk about the games. Uh, go ahead and start with one. Let's let's start with Abbott since they're through to state. What a win Saturday for Terry Crawford and the Panthers, right? Like that was as textbook as you could get it if you're Abbott. You respond well after getting pushed to the brink of the regional final. Uh, now you're playing for a state championship for the first time in 2015. In fact, I saw a tweet from uh, Greg Tepper at Dave Campbell, Texas Football. Abbott versus Westbrook in the state championship game in 1A Division One will be the only state championship game featuring two coaches that have won it before. We, we're guaranteed to have at least one coach playing for a uh, for their first state championship in every other classification really? at AT and T Stadium. Uh, yeah, and I did so that's a cool. That's a cool stat. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a fun team to watch. They they score in bunches. Their defense is just suffocating, and so that's a really really fun team um, to have going to state from Central Texas. Uh, and then you look elsewhere. You know, you move up from there, and you got uh, Mart back here once again, back down in the Austin area facing Burton Thursday night in Round Rock. Uh, look, this Mart team is loaded. Uh, there's a reason this team has gone wire to wire as the number one team in the state because. 
it's every time they played a two A team, it hasn't really been close. And so, what what does this Burton team have up its sleeve to face Mart on Thursday night? Because you know that when these, you know that when uh, the playoffs roll around, you get to the state semifinals, and uh, the other sideline has Mart across its chest, uh, that that team is. Pulling stuff out of its out of the hat, it's drawing stuff up in the dirt. It's going to do everything it can, uh, and, and Kevin Hoffman knows that, and the Mart, and the this Mart team knows that. And so you know, uh, they're gonna they're gonna weather the storm like they always do. I think Mart's a favorite to get to Arlington, um, but I also know that this team remembers last year when it was a favorite against Fall City once again and lost. And so uh, Burton is probably as good as last year's Fall City team, but I also think this Mart team uh, is a lot better than last year. Uh, Crawford, you know, I'm not surprised Crawford is here, but I did think it was Marlins region. And then, you know, obviously with the injury with uh, Jerry Gallette and uh, just everything that happened, happened. And uh, Crawford's still here, man. And I Crawford pulls off what I think might be a, a minor upset last week. Uh, yeah, you know, I agree. Classic, I the thought... senior class at Crawford, talking to Chris Lancaster at Academy, uh, has never lost a Toller. And I thought this was the year, man. Peyton Brown is a different type of uh, running back than what Crawford's used to seeing. The guy's my size. I'm 6'5 and built like an offensive tackle. Like uh, it's, it's insane how good that Toller team is. And this, it didn't phase this Crawford team. They well, kept the game low scoring knowing that that's what it needed to do to beat this Toller team. Uh, and it played really good defense and it got the win. And back to the state semifinals, Crawford goes for the second time in three years. Uh, and now you get once again, Another team that's probably a favorite against these Pirates, but you know they've done that two weeks. They've done that two weeks in a row facing a team that I think the computers and the humans that kind of watch college or high school football across the state uh, from a statewide perspective, I think they all look at this and say, "Yeah, Holly's probably the favorite." But like, how do you count Crawford out of this one? Yeah, and, and going back to Peyton Brown, who knew that? Hey, let's hold this guy to 176 yards and a touchdown, and that that's a win, you know, because that guy he's been right. putting up tremendous numbers, and you know, it, he had that one long run for a touchdown. I think it was 42 yards, but pretty much kept him in check. And I kind of guess when you when you got a, a an offense like that, when he's your workhorse. You know, if you key on him, kind of make them throw the ball a little bit, and that's what Coach said they did and worked out for him. It worked out great for them. Uh, you limit his touches. You bottle them up. Like, everyone knows Toller's going to run the football. Um, and so you can put eight, nine guys in the box and contain Peyton Brown. And that's pretty much what Crawford did in this one. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't see the game Nicole was there for us, Nicole Sherrod. Um, and, you know, she said that that was just a, that was just a really good effort from uh, – from that Crawford team, and now it's back to the semifinals. Again, this is the same Holly team that ended Marlins' run uh -huh. at this point last year. Uh, I think, like I said, Holly's probably going to be a favorite, but what does that mean for this Crawford team? I don't think it means a whole heck of a lot. And then, you know, else you go 10 minutes up the road there in McLennan County, and you've got China Spring back in the semifinals with a totally different team, a totally different coaching staff, and yet they're right back where they were last year. Uh, I cannot overstate how how impressive that is <laughs> from Tyler Beatty and company. Uh, and I think they're going to be heavy favorites over Decatur. Not not a knock on Decatur, but this China Spring team is just loaded this year. Yeah, there's something else. And, you know, 
hey, the awesome luck. Well, I guess they hired his dad as a coach, but getting Cash McCollum in and the job that Trey Hafford's done and then, you know, on the defensive side, the X-line guys, those dudes are just awesome ball players. It's, it's kind of a parallel to across town at Baylor. Baylor switched quarterbacks to Blake Shapin because they felt that the switch to Blake Shapin could open up a little bit of the pass game. Cash McCollum comes in when his dad joins the coaching staff from Wimberley, and he opens up the passing game for China Spring. And so now they have this dynamic pass attack when last year they were very run heavy. They were going to run it down your throat. They were going to, it was going to be quarterback keeper left, quarterback keeper right, hand it off to the tailback, let him do things, give the kids the quarterback a break. And so, uh, with Major Bowden back there under center last year. And so, you know, this is a very a very different offense. It's, it's able to be a lot more balanced in its attack, and it's really paid off. Yeah, and that's like last year at this time, well, maybe, you know, in December last year, maybe January, you're thinking, how in the heck are we going to replace Major Bowden? Well, you don't you don't really need. I mean, you did, but it's it's. We thought you know in our preview that this offense was going to be totally revamped because you know they got a kid coming in, and Cash McCollum that's going to throw the ball around, and like you said, it's a a totally different kind of offense this year. Exactly, totally different offense, and you have to give credit to Tyler Beatty in his you know his first cast as head football coach at China Spring after getting promoted when Brian Bell left for Baylor uh, was basically rebuilding his entire program, and he's done it remarkably well. Yeah, and hey, let's go back to Holly Crawford. So if you look at Holly, and you know they just check all the all the boxes. Like if you look at their stats, they got a eighteen or two thousand yard rusher. Uh, their quarterback's thrown for a ton of yards. They got three or four uh, receivers that you know do really good. And but you look at Crawford, and that's just you know they you don't, you can't find any stats on Crawford. That they're not in max preps. They don't turn them into the trib. They're just like a you know I, I hate to use cliche, but just like a blue collar type team that it's all about team. We talked to Coach uh, Jacobs about is it Jacobs I believe or. Yeah, Greg Jacobs. Yeah, Coach Jacobs, and you know about his. It wasn't recorded, but the way they approached their off season, their weight training, and uh, you know he's like, "Hey, we 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 don't have a whole lot of speed over here, so you know we got to work hard." And it's just cool because you're gonna get this one team in Holly that man, they've got stats up and down the board. You know, they look great, and then you got Crawford, who you know they're kind of a, a you know people know who they are. They got a great program over there, and I'm really looking forward to that game in, in Mineral Wells. It's it's a remarkable game, right? Like it, you look at it and imagine if this, imagine if 2019 LSU at the college level faced like one of the best Navy teams of the Niamatololo era that was playing for the AAC championship. <laughs> that's what I that's what I put this game as because yeah. you've got one of the best offenses in 2A out in Holly. Just gaudy numbers up and down the roster. Uh, and what they did to Cisco last week cannot be overstated. That was a dominant win in that regional final in a rematch, right? And so then you look at Crawford and it's just they run the they're, they're gonna run the option, they're gonna flex Bunya and they're gonna just run it down your throat, hold on to the football, keep the football away from you. I think the same game plan they had against Toller works here. Uh, the only difference is defensively you have to also work you can't load the box with eight or nine guys. You have to also uh, have your secondary on point. But offensively just keep control of the clock and we could we could see Crawford at stake there just as easily as we could see Mart and China Spring I truly believe even with Crawford Holly to me being a little bit of a coin flip simply based on 
what Crawford has done in the past. Yeah, and and let's go back to Abbott. You know, they've done a lot of this, uh, and I don't know when the kid, but their best players out that run. You know, I forgot his name, but the the sophomore uh, Hale kid has stepped in and done a great job. But you know, their their best player. He, I've heard rumors they may get him back for the uh, state championship game. But you know, they've done a lot of this damage at the end of the year with the, you know their backup running back. You know, they went, what, six weeks without allowing a point? Yeah. Like, September 16th until, what, the second or third round of the playoffs? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, this is a, this is a remarkable Abbott team. Um, if you were holding me to it, if you were going to hold me to making a pick out of these four to win a state championship, I think I would have to go Mart 1, Abbott 2. And the reason that I would do it in that order is Mart is obviously, you know, the, that region region 3 versus region 4 nexus in, in 2A Division 2 kind of holds the state. Um, but then you look at Abbott, and I think what Abbott does well, which is defend and run the ball, uh, is what creates the biggest nightmares for Westbrook. You know, I was at Jonesboro versus Westbrook. Uh, early on in the season, and this is this is a different type of matchup. This is uh, Abbott does things a little bit better that will make things difficult for Westbrook whenever they get to AT and T Stadium. And I I can very realistically see uh, Terry Crawford holding up a gold football uh, on December fourteenth. Well, I hope they do. That would be great. And I hope all these uh, teams that we have here, they, they go on to play at AT&T and bring a little bit of gold back to Central Texas. Hey, man, I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, maybe we'll get with you next week. Sounds good, man. Thank you. And that was Kenny's interview with the sports director at KCN Channel 6, Curtis Quillen. Thanks again to Curtis for joining us. I believe this was his third appearance. Third time, uh, man. Uh, hey, Curtis loves – Small, two A, three A, four A football. He loves it, and yep. man, he, you can say, hey, talk about this, and he'll just talk forever. So yeah, he, he's and really, we love it, man. He's really knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. It's great to have him on, and we appreciate it. Yeah, especially just third time this this year again for Curtis for joining us. We really, really do appreciate it. He's been really, really fun to just to listen to his interviews and stuff. He's just really, really a great guy and he's very knowledgeable, as you said. And, I mean, he's a sports director over at KCN Channel 6 for a reason. So now let's dive into our games for this week in the semifinal round. We will start Friday night, 7.30 kick at Newsom Stadium in Mansfield. The China Spring Cougars taking on Steve Huff's Decatur Eagles. And this will be a really, really exciting matchup here. China Spring coming off a very impressive victory, 31-14 over Ann. And then Decatur coming off a great victory over uh, Wichita Falls High, 35-21. to Interesting matchup here, Kenny. Yeah, and, you know, of the legit, true syntax, you know, really we got China Spring, we got Mart. We got Crawford, and uh, this is probably the game that I'm really not worried about a Syntex team moving on. And, 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 you know, hey, kudos to Decatur. Man, they've got a 2,000-yard passer in Mr. Escobar, 2,000-yard rusher in uh, Mr. Palmer, some great receivers, high-powered offense. They've done great. They beat a good Wichita Falls team last week. But, man, I think China Spring is just on a different level, dude, with yeah. Cash McCollum and, and Hafford and X-Line and all those dudes. It's just I don't know that it's going to be quite the game that you would expect in the semifinal. No, absolutely not. And then Anna, they have been – they had a great run. They were 13-0. They had great signature wins. They, they knocked off Stephenville earlier in the playoffs as well. They were a really, really good football team. And 
China Spring, they just went out there and did their thing. Cash McCollum had a great game. Yep. You know, X-Line, Hafford, all those guys, they just came out and – Played and 31 14 was the final there. That was a really, really explosive Anna offense as well. And then holding them to 14, that you know, again, we talk about these explosive offenses across Central Texas, but China Springs defense, I mean, they they played just as good, yeah. And you kind of thought, well, you know, uh, this might be a close game there, but you know, just I just think you know, Cash McCollum is. The Dave Campbell's, you know, he's top ten player of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a finalist for it. Just a really good player, man. And how lucky. And we talked about this with Curtis, you know, and we talked about it at the preview. Uh, Major Bowden, he he leaves China Spring. What are you going to do? Well, hey, we got this kid. We have, you know, we got a new coach. We got a new coach, and he's got a kid that can sling the ball around. So, and we we knew that this offense wasn't going to be. Major about and running it left, running it right, hand the ball. It was gonna, they're gonna spread it out. And it was gonna be more dynamic, more, more, uh, uh, you know, even. You know, they're gonna run the ball, they're gonna throw the ball, and what a great offense. And I just yeah. don't see anybody slowing these cats down, man. Yeah, I agree. And Decatur's really good too. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, but you know. I mean, and credit to Steve Huff as well. He led a college station to the state championship game in Class 5A last year. Uh, lost to Katie Pato in a heartbreaker there towards yeah. the end. 24-21, I believe, was the final there. And he comes back, moves up north to Decatur. Yeah, I think he's got he's a lot closer close to family. Parent, yeah. mm-hmm. Who leaves a I – mean, left a big program like College Station and go to Decatur? That says a lot about Decatur and what he thought about the mm-hmm. kids there and the support staff, and that, that's pretty cool. And it's worked out. His first year there, he has them in the state semifinals. Yeah. They're an unbelievably great football team. As you mentioned, they got a 2,000-yard rusher. Quarterback's playing well. But I'm with you. I I just don't think – just with China Spring, with the offense they've been running the last couple of years with Major Bowden, just having this Wimberley transfer quarterback and Cash McCollum just come in and then just, you know, this pro-style quarterback able to sling it around – and just how drastically the, this offensive scheme has changed, the, the kids have just moved right into it, like no problem. They, they have just not missed a beat, and they've played unbelievably well this season as well. It's just – I'm with you. I, I don't think I don't think China Spring – Yeah, and, you know, I, and I don't think this moment is too big for the Decatur kids. No, because, hey, not Coach at all. Fuller had these dudes going oh, regional yeah. finals, and, and so the, this program used to be in this far. Yeah. Or somewhere in this area, but I just think they've kind of ran into a team that's, mm-hmm. just, like we've said, it's a buttsaw. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they've got a mission, and Coach Beatty and them, I think they're doing a great job, and I just don't see it happening this week. Yeah, I agree. I think China Spring will move on to the state championship, and you know, I forget who they're lined up with. This is for a Division One. I. I think they're lined up with Well, that, give uh, me a second. Let me pull this up. So they are lined up with uh, Chapel Hill Burnie. Chapel Hill Burnie, that's right. I think right. Chapel Hill is probably who they're going to play. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking as well. Burnie is undefeated, so you can't overlook them. But Chapel Hill, they're a team that they made it to the semifinals last year, and they had they're, they're starting really quor- young. Really they were, young. Cor- starting quarterback and running back were both freshmen, yeah. and now both those kids are back and they're sophomores. So. Now that, keep an eye out on that one, but you know I, I think it'll be a China Spring and Tyler Chapel Hill final, which would be an amazing be ball awesome. game. Yeah. And look at I mean Chapel Hill, they're still young. They'll they'll be here the next two or three years. Yeah, no, not no, going away. no doubt about anywhere. it. And then we'll stay in Class Four A down to Division Two. Really, really enticing matchup here. We'll take you to the Star and Frisco Friday night at seven o'clock. 
The Glen Rose Tigers taking on the undefeated Carthage Bulldogs. And pretty, a battle of, you know, you look at Carthage, they're they're known, you know. They're, oh, yeah. they're, they're the story. Blue program. blood. Blue, blue blood, blood. That's, that's, that's the term. You know, they got a lot of pedigree in the playoffs. Eight state championships in the program's history in football. Be, in my opinion, the best high school football coach in the state. Probably Scott in Surratt. America. Yeah. Give yeah. me that guy. If you're starting a team, give me Scott Surratt and yep. let me roll. Yeah. And then, but the thing is, I don't know if they've seen a player like Hudson wide up to this point. And it's a crime that. And I know there's players all over the state, but mm-hmm. the Hudson White should be in that top ten. Absolutely. I mean, this kid is phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and listen, I heard, I've, I've had text and and Twitter messages, and I've heard it on other podcasts. We know Glenn Rose is not typically Central Texas, but yeah. hey, we're going to cover him anyway. We don't have yeah. to. We don't have to. It don't have to be ge- geographically correct. So we love Glenn Rose. Yeah. Uh, Hudson White is a stud and. He should be in that top ten because I mean, he's, I mean he's you're gonna a, start a four A team and yeah. like ah yeah give me somebody else hell no I'm I'm picking Hudson White he's yeah. one of my top five picks right there he he'll play anywhere on the field yeah absolutely he's been absolutely electric and their one loss on the year was back I, I can't remember what we, it was during the regular season against Brownwood and that's the one game where Hudson White did not play every yeah. game that Hudson White started. They've won every game. But, again, this Carthage team, man, they're unbelievable. I mean, they're just – like all the other teams we mentioned before, they are a perennial powerhouse. They're a machine. It's like you, they, they plug in brand-new players every year, and they just dominate, dominate. And they're – you know, the, you you look at Carthage, that's a team that's going to be – they've been probably been playing pissed off all year long because of how their season ended last year yeah. when they lost to China Spring in the third or fourth round. I can't remember what round it was. But, you know, they're, they're a team that's like – if they don't make it to the state championship, it's pretty much a disappointment. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that's like I ask these coaches. You'll hear from Coach Jacobs and Coach Hoffman. Like, what's your goal when two days start? Do you want to win a district championship? Do you want to just make the playoffs? Do you want to practice on Thanksgiving? Do you want to play in December? When you look at Carthage and Mart, it's like it's, it's state, state, yeah, state or bust. We're going to win a state championship, or it sucks. This is not yeah. our year. And if you look at the schedule that Carthage had, I mean, last week against a, a no, it. two weeks ago against a really good. Gilmer team. Yeah, that was number one that's versus their, number two. That's their closest game. Twenty one points. They beat them by twenty. Yeah, and then they played. They played Pleasant Grove last week. Another perennial powerhouse. Yeah. Coach Josh and, Gibson does a great job. Yeah, over and there. they what was that forty two fourteen was the final forty five fourteen forty five fourteen just unbelievable. They are their team that's on a mission. You know, I mean, I think Carthage is a much more complete team than Glen Rose, but I think no matter what you you. No matter what team Glen Rose plays, they're going to have the best player on the field, and that's Hudson White. Yeah, well, that but, game should have been in Waco. I don't know why the hell they're playing Frisco. We that should have been at McLean or yeah. Waco ISD. It would geographically that probably would have been a better. It's hard to get north of the metro place. If you if we get south, you know that, that's fine. But north of metro, from here, it's a, that's a tough drive. But. Yeah, it'd be this would be such a really fun game. Yeah, to see. man, I really want Glen Rose to get because I don't know that they've been to a state championship game. Glen Rose has had some good teams, but this is probably their best team that I can mm-hmm. remember. Man, hey, they had teams like it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. In '94, they had Michael Keithley, who was an NFL offensive mm-hmm. lineman, Dan Campbell, who's yep. an NFL coach. Yep. That team went one. You know, they got beat in the first round. I think 
they haven't had a team like this before. And yeah. This is a great team. And held the Dordery kid that went to – no. Who was the quarterback they had with North Texas? Dordery is from Bridgeport. They had a mm. kid go to North Texas back I think, in I think 13, a, 2013, 2012. Yeah. Really great quarterback. But anyway, this team is probably the best Glen Rose team ever. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You have Carthage in the semifinals. And honestly, if you could get by Carthage without – I think that's just a really tall task. I, I think Carthage wins personally, but yeah. but with with Glen Rose, if they're able to get by Carthage, what's to stop them from winning in the in the final game? You yeah. know, what I mean, because Carthage is the team to beat. There's no question oh, about that. Yeah. And you know, you got Quero and Wimberley on the other side of the bracket, and Quero beat a really good Silsby team that I thought would be there. You know, I thought mm-hmm. it would be Carthage Silsby, a little deep East East Texas type of matchup, uh, but you know. Uh, uh, can't count Wimberley out. Wimberley's a good ball club. So yeah, no doubt. That'll be a great one. Yeah, um, but it's still, at the end of the day, I love Hudson White. I love the Glen Rose Tigers, but I, I don't think they get past Carthage. Carthage is just, you know, we, we talk about those teams. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's Mart, there's China, all these teams that are, you know, they're expecting to be here every year. I mean, just they're, they're the 4A Division Two version of Mart. You know, they're just – like no one's been able to hang with them all year long, and it's just, I as good as this Glen Rose team is, I don't, I don't think they get past Carthage. But you know that's probably what everyone was saying last year about China Spring. Whenever they play Carthage, they're yep. probably saying the same thing. So, I mean, it's the semifinals. The best of the best in the state are playing right now. So you never know. But I, I, I think Carthage takes this one, Kenny. Man, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's not much else to say there. Now in the 3A Division One, one of the other matchups we touched on at the top of the show, Franklin taking on Edna. This game will be played Thursday night at 7 o'clock at uh, Legacy Stadium in Katy. Uh, Franklin coming off that match we mentioned before, 20, 24-21 winners over a very good Columbus team. And then Edna, 40-21 winners over Lano. This is... As we mentioned before, this is this is a game that's up front. It's going to be decided in the trenches, no doubt about it. Yeah, and uh, I really thought Lana was going to win that game. And of yeah. course, you know we don't cover those. We kind of just you know whatever's on Twitter. You know you'll look at their at their stats and their schedule and see how they do just to do your due diligence. But I thought Lano had the uh, had the upper hand over there. Um, I just don't think anybody's stopping Franklin right now. Franklin no. is my three A D one favorite yeah I, I agree completely and it's just i mean they're they're another they're another one they're a machine they have you know they're bryson washington and who's is that sophomore kid um uh ja- jackson right yep jackson a sophomore running back as well uh sorry for not remembering his first name but he's been a, a stud all year long too they have a really really physical up front and just schematically that they run that offense to near perfection, and they're just that wing T offense. It's just Mark Fannin's squad has just been rolling all year long. They're coming off the state championship last year when they beat a really good Gunner team, moving up to three, back up to three Division One. Absolutely not missing a beat. I mean, this is a really really good football team, and I think just you know Edna's the bigger team. Arguably the more physical team, but I don't know if they'll have the speed to match Franklin's at all. You know, Edna has one loss, and that is to a 2A D1 Refurio. Who's still playing, by the way. Yep, 40-22. to 22. Uh, Played a close game against uh, Goliath, 21-7. And then in the playoffs, they had Randolph, 16-7. So, 
I think Goliath's got a great squad, but I just, you know, I'm going I'm to go with the uh, the old Franklin Lions on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Franklin as well. It'll be interesting matchup. I think Edna, maybe with their size advantage, if they're able to, you know, establish some sort of presence at the line of scrimmage, maybe try to – I mean, it's a, it's a tall task to try to ask the – ask your D-line to limit that run game that Franklin has. But if they can do it and just limit the big play more than anything, if they can do that, they'll have a chance. But no one else has been able to do it. I think Franklin wins here too. Yep. No doubt. Now down to 2A Division One, Crawford coming off their big win over Toller. Holly coming off a dominant win over Cisco. You look back at that Cisco game, the first time they played in district, they won the game 36 36- to 33, a shootout mm-hmm. there. And then they played last week, and what was the final, like 40-7 to seven or something like that? They absolutely dominated Cisco. But um, uh, before we dive into this game a little bit further, Kenny, as we mentioned at the top, had a chance to sit down with the head coach of the Crawford Pirates, Coach Greg Jacobs, and we'll have that for you right now. Okay, I'm here with Coach Greg Jacobs, head football coach, athletic director for the Crawford Pirates. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, Coach, first of all, appreciate you hopping on. I know uh, your time is limited. And, uh, and second of all, congratulations on your season so far. Uh, it's been terrific. Uh, first question I got for you is, so you see a lot of teams with uh, – they got a motto during off offseason. Uh, you know, I think Rockdale started Tiger Fight Never Dies, all that stuff. So when you get around to two-a-days – What's your goal? Like, is your goal to win game one? Is your goal to win district or just to make the playoffs? Or do you want to practice on Thanksgiving? What kind of goals do you set uh, at the beginning of two-a-days? Well, for our team, we're just uh, we're worried about uh, today and tomorrow. That's about it. Uh, goal-wise, you know, we want to uh, – we set out a goal to try to get better each and every day. And if we're able to do that, then, you know, hopefully the wins will take care of itself. Of course, everybody would like to, you know, try to obtain a district title if they could uh, as, a, as a primary goal beginning of the year. But our focus is the week to week. So we know if we get better each and every week, then we've got an opportunity maybe to achieve that district title. And then from that point on, see what we can do. So that's kind of how we approach it here. Coach, let's go back to last week. Kind of a matchup that a lot of us thought was probably going to happen. Uh, you and Toller. Uh, man, your defense just really stepped up that game. I don't know if you call it a win by holding Peyton Brown to 176 yards and one touchdown, but it seemed like whatever your defensive philosophy was worked. How do you game plan for a guy like that that you know is going to carry the ball almost 30 times and is rushed for 2,500 yards a game or 2,500 yards this year? Well, you, you just gotta you gotta encourage each and every player on defense to, to you know do their assignment well. Uh, to fit well in the defensive uh, front and to be able to tackle well. You know, I told those guys that, you know, for us to be uh, successful against him, we've got to try to make contact at the line of scrimmage. We don't need him getting uh, breaking out to the second level because it might be a lot more difficult on us. So well, we, we did our best to try to attack him and, and uh, contact him at the line of scrimmage and then work from there. And, uh, you know, if our run fits were sound and we tackled well, I thought we had a good opportunity. So, speaking of your defense, you know, you, you got the names, Luke Torbert, uh, Cameron Walker, Brett Chambers, great offensive players. But that defense, man, and, and those guys are on there making plays. How important has that defense been to you this year? You've only given up 69 points this year. 
Yeah, a majority of those guys have played on the defensive side for now for the third year. So they understand the schemes and how, how everything works together. They've learned to trust each other. Uh, they really take a lot of pride in their, in, their, in their assignments and their jobs, and they take a lot of pride in their team defense. And, uh, you know, as we progress through the course of the year, they just uh, became more, much more confident in what they're doing because they knew what each other is supposed to be doing. So uh, that makes a big difference when everybody knows everybody's assignment, they know how things work, uh, then they play with a lot more confidence. So, you know, they've just been growing each and every week, uh, getting better and getting more confident in, in what they're doing. So it's, it's been we've been real fortunate. Okay, Coach, let's look forward to uh, this Thursday night in Mineral Wells. you got the Holly Bearcats. they got a really good quarterback. They've got a great running back. they got a great group of receivers. they got a pretty good defense, too. What do you expect now of the Holly Bearcats? Well, just what you said. <laughs> they've got a lot that, that can play. Uh, they've got a lot of experience on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, they've been down this road last year. They understand, you know, what it takes to, to get to uh, where you want to be. And uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. So, you know, our our, uh, our challenge in front of us is being able to be in the right place at the right time and do the right thing. And, and to do that, you know, we're going to have to really be sound in what we do in our structure. Defensively, we're going to have to execute very well on offense. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, be mistake-free as much as possible. So if we can do those things, I think we have an opportunity to be, you know, uh, successful. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. Hey, Coach, we appreciate you hopping on with us. Uh, We know you're busy. Again, we know you're busy. So uh, thank you, and we appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And that was Kenny's interview with the head coach of the Crawford Pirates, Coach Greg Jacobs. Thanks again to Coach Jacobs for joining us on today's show. Now let's dive into this game, Kenny. Again, Crawford coming off a really, really nice win, 14-7 over Toller. Holly coming off a very impressive dominant win over their district rival, Cisco, 40-7 was the score in that one. This really, really fun matchup here, Kenny. Yeah, and once again, Crawford just flexing their muscles on defense. Oh and like God. we said earlier, you hold Peyton Brown to 176 yards and one touchdown, and you're like, yeah, we did our job. We did, <laughs> yeah. If you're Crawford, we did it, boys. You know, what can you say? Great, you know, and their quarterback, Luke Torbert, yeah, the second play of the game. I mean, yep. te- I was watching on NFHS, and they were still doing the national anthem, and you text me, well, that didn't take long. And of course, he took <laughs> yeah. to the house, second play of the game. Now, you look at Holly, and like we told – Curtis Quinlan, they check all the boxes. I mean, yep. you look at their quarterback. They got a 2,000-yard rusher. They got oh, 1,800 yards. They've got wide receivers with 900 yards, 600 yards, 600 yards. They've got weapons all over the place. And now that – I mean, so did so did Toller. Mm-hmm. So did Coleman. Yep. And you look – this is kind of a hybrid in Crawford in a blue blood and a blue collar. They're just blue. You know, yeah. they're, they're just a different type of dude. Uh and I really don't know how this game's going to go, man. Yeah, and this is another another team we talked about earlier. How Croft or uh, Carthage had a chip on their shoulder. How about this Holly team? They made it to the state championship game last year into a Division One, and they were young. They're mostly sophomores last year, and they just ran to a buzzsaw in Shiner. But they were like, that was a really big year for them because they're like, oh, we're sophomores and we made it to the state championship. Yeah. We got something going here. And now most of those star- starters return, and then they come back here, and they're just. Dominant all year long. Four, they're fourteen and zero, been really, really good all year long. It just seems like a team of a destiny right now. But this Crawford defense, 
They've been unbelievably you know, just they're so physical. Watching them play against Toller, they were hitting Peyton Brown hard. You know, Peyton, Peyton Brown, aside from that one really big uh, 42-yard touchdown run, that was the only explosive play of the night for Toller. You know, he was getting only like maybe two to four yards of carry, and he was just getting absolutely hit in the backfield. Well, and, that was the MO. I mean, yep. Jacob's like, hey, we need to yep. hit this guy at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely. Don't let him get in space. Don't let him stiff arm you. Don't let him, uh, you know, uh, run through a tackle. Mm-hmm. Put your helmet on him at the line of scrimmage, and that's what Crawford did. And then I think Breck Chambers for Crawford, he is a dude, especially a defense. Coming, he was coming down from the safety position and or the outside linebacker position. He's kind of a hybrid. Just cut, getting in the backfield from the safety position and getting tackles for losses against Toller. He is an absolute baller. He's their leading rusher on offense as well. He's been absolutely unbelievable all year long. He he played his tail off, especially on the defensive side of the ball last week against Toller. And that that's going to be the difference in this one. Can this really, really stiff Crawford defense uh, limit the explosiveness of this Holly offense? And that that's going to be the difference in this ball game. That, that's what I so last year the semifinals you had Marlon Holly. Mm-hmm. To me, the difference was I think their right defensive end, who is Mister what's his name? Let me let me I had it pulled up. Let's go defense here. He had a ton of sacks last year. So, Mr. Uh, Raymond, Deontay. Yeah, it was just that, that, that pass rush yeah. from Hawley. Yeah, he wore that right tackle out. And, and, and Marlon couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, he was on him every play. But that doesn't really – I mean, the pass rush is not going to ha- – it's not going to happen against Crawford. Crawford's going to run down your yeah. throat. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to throw the ball a little bit with their misdirection stuff. I don't, I don't know who to pick. I have no this idea. This is tough. I have I mean, no idea. This is a game we might be at, just depending on um, you know, the work situation and everything. But, I mean, if, we, if we're if we able to go, I'm going to be really, really excited yeah. to see this one. This is, you know, low-key one, one of the top, if not the top matchup across the entire state. It's going to be really, yeah. really fun to see here. It's going to be a very – I mean, as far as Central Texas, this is going to be the most even game that I can think of. I think so, that too. we're going to have here. Yeah, but I think this comes down – for Crawford to win, I think their defense just has to step up. And they've already been playing lights out. But against an offense as explosive as Holly's, they're going to have to just take it up even a higher notch than they've already been playing. I think that will be the difference in this one. If Crawford's defense just you know, just steps up and makes Holly you know, uncomfortable, do stuff they don't want to do, that will give them the best chance. And the thing with Crawford's offense, they like to run the ball, control the clock, you know, uh, take possessions away from their opponent's offense. If they're able to do that and execute that plan well, I think they win here. But it's a it's a huge it's a huge huge uh, task to try to limit this Holly offense. But I'm going to go with Crawford, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pirates. I think Crawford can stop the run, but I think it's going to be Crawford's secondary against these Holly receivers. I think that's where mm-hmm. you're going to yep. see how, you know, I don't think Crawford's seen a team that can throw the ball like this, yes. I mean, yeah, because there's not many teams in Class 2A or even 3 and below for that matter for that matter that can sling it like this Holly yeah. team can. Uh, yeah, and I just don't think they've seen this type of offense. So, And I'm not saying that the Crawford secondary is not going to – Yeah. Uh, 
defend the pass, but that's going to be the question to me is how can they defend the pass? And I think they will. Mm-hmm. I, I got all the confidence in the world in Crawford. I don't think it's going to be a, any. I think it's going to be like last week. You know, a, a really one score game, low scoring. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Homer again, and I'm going to pick Crawford. Yeah, I agree as well. I will take the Pirates, but it'll be. Really, really exciting game, and just Crawford and Holly. It'd be awesome matchup. Just and fingers crossed. Hopefully, we'll be out there to get to see it. It'll yep. be really, really. I'll awesome. be there. Uh, well, yeah, you'll be there. Yeah, you but, may or may not be. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed yeah. for sure. We're gonna go to Mineral Wells. There's a Taco Casa right down the mm-hmm. road, going into Mineral Wells our way, the back way. We'll stop and get a chilada, a couple of tacos, and then uh, go watch some football. That's the good stuff right there. Now to two way Division Two. Another really exciting matchup here. The Mark Panthers taking on Burton. A really, really awesome clash of styles here. But before we dive into this one, Kenny also had a chance to sit down with the head coach of the Mark Panthers, Coach Kevin Hoffman. Here's Kenny's interview with Coach Hoffman. All right. I'm here with Coach Kevin Hoffman, the athletic director, head football coach for the Mark Panthers. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good, man. Hey, I appreciate you hopping on. I know this is a busy week for you, uh, a great week, and uh, and congratulations on your season so far. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to take it one day at a time and uh, try to be better today than we were yesterday, and uh, uh, hopefully everything uh, it turns out turns out good for us. Coach, let's talk about last week. Well, you know, first, let me, I asked Coach Jacob. We had a Coach Jacobs on earlier from Crawford. Let me ask you this question. Uh, starting at two-a-days, what is your goal? Is your goal to just day by day, or is your goal to win game one? Is it to make the playoffs? Is it to win district? Or do you want to be – is your goal to practice on Thanksgiving or be playing in December? What is your number one goal starting in two-a-days? Uh, well, uh our number one goal is just to be better every day, and uh, if if uh, you know if we continue to build and put days together, and each day is better, uh, then we'll get to the the ultimate goal that we have is to win a state championship. And uh, you know, and then we obviously have you know all the other goals that go with it. That uh, you know you you hit on a few of those that we obviously want to win game one and. We want to have a successful non-district uh, schedule, and and uh, we want to win a district championship, and uh, we want to, uh, you know, practice during Thanksgiving. We want to play football in December. We want to win regional championships, uh, and then ultimately, we want to play at, at AT&T Stadium and and just have the opportunity uh, to win a state championship. So all of those goals. Uh, you know, we're all kind of stacked in there. But, uh, yeah, we just want to be better every day. Great answer. All right, Coach, let's talk about last week. Uh, you had a, your regional finals against the Love Lady. Uh, the great thing about 2A football, and you kind of experienced this two weeks in a row, Love Lady and Riesel both had big old boys at quarterback. You know, I think the Riesel quarterback probably could have started left tackle for most teams in Central Texas. How is it game playing against those big dudes that, that run the ball a lot? And, of course, uh, Riesel had a, a good running back in Mason Heath, but Love Lady had this big quarterback. Kind of reminded me of uh, the Freeman that you had uh, a couple years ago. Uh, how is it game playing against those big guys? Well, I mean, we we know that they're uh, you know they're they're going to run the football and they want to 
uh, and they make no bones about it. You know that they want to they want to run the rock and control the clock, and uh, they want to limit limit our possessions. And uh, you know, but um, part part of the game planning is uh, that we you know started back in January with uh, with. Uh, you know, early morning uh, weight room sessions, and that uh, you know, if you uh, you go back to our loss last year to Fall City, uh, you know, their quarterback is is the one that that hurt us, and you know, he was probably weighed about two thirty, and uh, much like this, uh, you know, quarterback from Love Lady. Um, so, you know, our, our deal was going back to to January when we came back to school after the loss. Uh, these kids took it upon themselves that uh, you know they, they didn't want to uh, have that happen again, and so they they knew that the only way to uh, prepare for that is to get bigger, get stronger, uh, and get more physical. And uh, you know that you, that comes from the weight room. So uh, that this this goes back to January with the with the bulk of our kids uh, coming up at you know six o'clock, six thirty in the morning, uh, lifting weights before school, um, and, and, and get after it in a weight room. Speaking of your weight training, so how, how do you do that? Y'all do heavier during the off season and during how many times do you lift during the season and do you do like a, a lighter percentage? We, uh, yeah, we, you know, obviously the, the off season is when we're going to get the bulk of our heavy lifting. We're, uh, you know, we, we, we have power lifting workouts uh, in the mornings with, with a bunch of our guys. So, uh, you know, but it's it's a more explosive uh, type thing translate over into football, uh, but we try to lift heavy. <clears throat> we try to lift four days a week uh, in the off season. Uh, you know, obviously at our level, we got kids that are playing basketball and and playing baseball and running track. So there's there's never really truly an off season uh, for our kids. So we try to lift in the morning before school and and uh, then then focus on uh, whatever their sport is during the athletic period and after school uh, for that. But uh, you know, during the season, we we uh, we went to this. This is the first year that we've really done this uh we left four days a week uh during the season uh, monday through thursday and uh our varsity uh football players they come in at 6 45 uh we have about a 25 25 minute workout uh 25 to 30 minutes that uh, and we split it uh, like monday and wednesday is lower body and tuesday and thursdays is upper body and then uh, just one of those days would be uh, kind of like a heavy, uh, you know, like Monday heavy squat day or something like that. Then, then a Wednesday lower body would be more explosive, uh, lighter weight type stuff. And then same thing with upper body stuff, only really one day heavy. Uh, the other day more, uh, you know, uh, uh, explosive type stuff and uh, higher rep stuff, lower weight, uh, just to uh, keep them conditioned and uh, keep their keep their strength up but you know the main thing is that we believe is uh you know the weight room helps with uh, uh you know injuries uh it helps uh, to prevent uh injuries so uh you know that's that's the reason we've gone to uh what we're doing now great answer appreciate that so last week on the episode we, in our uh on the podcast we were previewing the mark love lady game and 
we're no we're not experts we're not coaches but we kind of thought that hey mark's gonna want to go in there and stop the run stop that big quarterback from running and make him throw the ball around is that kind of what you were thinking let's let's get him out of his comfort zone stop the run and make him throw the ball sure that's our that's our goal with uh you know especially teams that are uh, uh heavy in the in the run game and uh you know we we feel like if, if if we can stop the run and make them do something they're not comfortable with, uh, obviously they're not they're they're not comfortable with their passing game. Uh, you know everything is is a play action uh, type stuff, and uh, uh, really just kind of uh, throw it up. And uh, so uh, we we knew that if they were trying to throw the football, that they were in trouble. Um, and even late in the game when they were down. Uh, you know, come out in the third quarter, they were down 35 nothing. You know, you, they still stuck to uh, you know running the football, and and uh, so they're not they weren't built to come from behind. Uh, they're built to uh, get a lead and run the football and 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 force you to do something different, which uh, we got on them pretty early. And, and uh, so, uh, yeah, that was our game plan going in, and and uh, the kids executed what the uh, coach staff. Uh, put out there for them. Okay, Coach, let's look to this week. Uh, you got Burton, uh, Matt Stepp. Every week on our episode, he answers a question. And early on in the year, we were like, March looking pretty good. Who do you think is going to be their toughest test going to AT&T? And he said Burton. And he was right. Burton, 13-0, and uh, coming off a win off of Granger last week. What are you expecting out of Burton? I mean, I know what you're going to expect a hard fart game, but just tell us a little bit about Burton. Yeah, Burton. Uh, you know they've they've been there year in and year out with uh, you know opportunities to uh, to to make it to this far, and uh, they, you know they've fallen short a few times. Uh, you know with uh, playing Fall uh, City, which we all know uh, our history with Fall City. Uh, so we're we're ready to. Uh, you know, uh, start start something new with someone that we've never played before, and so I, I like playing uh, teams that we've never played that we, you know, really uh, don't, uh, you know, know a whole lot about because we've never really had to scout them. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, they're the winners of Region Four. They're in the semifinals. They're they're uh, you know one of four teams that are left to have a chance to to hoist the trophy at the end and. Uh, Coach Hody uh, has been there a long time. His staff, his uh, his guys have been there. He's got guys on his staff that uh, uh, you know played for him. So uh, uh, they 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 do things the right way, and those kids believe in what they do. And uh, offensively, uh, you can get a number of things. You know, they can play. Uh, they can play smash mouth, double tight, three backs, and and get in there and play smash mouth football and and run over you and and then uh, you know take it and come out and throw the football when they want to throw it, not necessarily uh, uh, you know you know make them do it. They're going to throw when they want to throw. Uh, they can throw. They have they have a, a good enough passing game that they can hurt you there. Uh, but then, you know, the uh, next play, the, you know, they could have a kid that's playing tight end, uh, one one offensive snap, and the next time he might be a quarterback. And uh, so they, they, got, they got multiple kids that are playing quarterback, so they can go from, like I said, 
double tight, three back, straight T, old school, uh, and being a shotgun spread, four and three and four and five wide. <clears throat> so uh, uh, you got to, you know, you got to prepare for all that, you know, defensively. Uh, you know, defensively, they give you multiple fronts. So you're going to see, you know, an odd front, even front. They're going to change it up, uh, and they're going to try to keep you on your toes. Hey, Coach, we appreciate you hopping on. Uh, we wish you all the luck this uh, this coming week, and I hope everybody gets through the game injury-free. Uh, thanks for hopping on with us. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. And that was Kenny's interview with the head coach of the Mark Panthers, Coach Kevin Hoffman. The great Kevin Hoffman, man. What a fun interview, that guy. You know, yep. I've interviewed him twice, and every time when we push the stop button, we'll talk for 10, 15 minutes. Great dude. Loves barbecue. His wife's a great cook. Uh, fun guy to talk to. Really awesome guys. Well, I'm there. He's leading a very, very good Mark Panther team. We'll talk about them right now. I mean, Mark, just – Again, we talked about last week where they were only, I think, an 11-point favorite on Dave Campbell's over Love Lady, and they just 56-6 later. Like, unbelievable performance. And it's, again, a really – I mean, we've heard – we've seen Tepper talk about it on, over on Dave Campbell's. As far as, like, point differential goes, Love Lady was the fourth most dominant team in all classifications. They are winning by an average margin of 44 points a game. The thing was that with that though is the number one most dominant team is Mart, winning by an average of 58 points per game, and that's just and Mart's defense unbelievable, just holding Lovely to six points. And again, that was scored in the fourth quarter against virtually Mart's freshman team. So yeah, just, and you know we had a little intel, you know, thinking that uh, you know Mart may go tempo and try to catch those guys, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, off guard. I don't know how much Mark runs tempo, but you know, you got their quarterback Jenner Ross running for 208 yards. The running back Jadarian Bell going for 216. So it looked like they just, I didn't get to watch this game, but it looks like they just pounded the ball and just, you know, yeah. and imposed their will, played great defense, made that big quarterback try to throw the ball, which, you know, he does. he's not real, hasn't been successful at no, doing No, so because they haven't had to. Pretty much Mark did what they wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. And they just, I mean, to think there was just any doubt at all but for how that Mark Panther team would perform and just made all us media people, quote-unquote media people, look silly. And they're just unbelievable. They're just – they've been dominant all year long. Again, as we mentioned before, 58 points per game. Their average margin of victory, 58 points. That's just unheard of. And there's been so many great Mark teams in the past, and we've talked about it all year long that there have always been rumblings that even – Despite all the great teams Martin's had, this is probably the best team they've ever had. And, I mean, it's showing. They've been absolutely dominant all year long. But now on the flip side here, you look at this Burton team. Throughout the playoffs, three of their four games have been shutouts. They didn't give up a single point until last week when they beat Granger 27-7. But as we mentioned before, that one touchdown by Granger was on a kickoff return. So this Burton defense throughout the entire playoffs through four rounds has not given up a single touchdown. So you want to talk about something's got to give here. Yes. A Mart, a Mart team that's scoring 50 to 60 points a game, it seems. And then Burton, who hasn't given up a single touchdown throughout the entire playoffs defensively. <laughs> it makes for a fun matchup. Yeah, here. and, you know, hey, it's fun looking at these stats and you can look at scores. I mean, I just – if Martin Chilton – played two weeks ago, I would say Mark's favorite by 40. 
Yeah. Not taking nothing away from Chilton, but Mart's Mart. And, uh, you know, uh, Burton beat Granger 27-7 last week. Granger lost to uh, Chilton earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I guess you can't tell a whole lot about scores in this low of a level. But, yeah. man, I just Mart is a, uh, you know, they're, they're a blue blood, like we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. You know, when they start the season, and we talk to Coach Hoffman about that, it's – you know, he can say, well, we want to take day by day and we want to win our first game. It's state championship game or bust. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what – I mean, that's what it is. And he's a very humble guy. He's not going to say that, but that's what it is. You know, they, they want to be playing in December. Mm-hmm. And it's not de- not the first week of December. They want to be playing the second week of December for a state championship at AT&T. And if they get a win this week, this game will be played, by the way, Thursday night at 7 o'clock at the Reeves Complex complex and round rock really nice complex there really nice stadium it'll be i just this is the most fascinating matchup across the playoffs in my eyes just with the explosive high-flying offensive mark the absolutely just won't give up a single thing defense for burton again not giving up a single touchdown defensively throughout the entire playoffs that's unbelievable through four rounds something's got to give here but I, I I refuse to pick against Mart, especially at this point in the season, Kenny. Well, I want to disagree with you. I don't think it's that fascinating. I think I really? think Mart blows them out. Well, and, on paper, yeah, on maybe paper. on paper, but you know, I just yeah, I think it's a three score game. I think Mart mm-hmm. maybe forty two to seventeen. I mean, yeah, if, I mean that's I perfectly Burton fair. Kick a field goal, but yeah, I just I just think this team and uh, you know. Again, we say this all the time. We we heard whispers earlier in the year that this is one of the best Mart teams ever. You know, yeah. you got the Quan Cosby teams back in the night. Then you have the, the uh, Roger Freeman teams. Yeah. Well, you know, before that, the, the yeah. uh, uh, I forget the the real short dude. Oh, Shatajic Bailey. Yes, that yeah. team was a great team. Mm-hmm. I think they think this team is that kind of team. The the uh, Quan Cosby team, I, I think I just don't think they can. The thing with those teams, I think offensively, this Mart team is like, is a, as explosive offensively as, the, as those previous teams. But I don't know if they've had a defense as stiffening as this yeah. one. I, you know, yeah, I mean their defense is no denying that this no team doubt. is stifling, and uh, I just don't see anybody beating these guys. No, I don't either. I, I, I mean. You know, we say on paper, again, still through four rounds for Burton to not give up a single touchdown defensively, that's amazing. I mean, you don't see, you hardly see that in any level across the state or maybe any state in high school football for that matter. For that matter. But, I mean, March is smart, man, and I'm with you. I don't think I don't think anyone will beat them. It's so one of those to, I won't, yeah, they I won't believe They have given up it. a touchdown in the playoffs, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, they've given up one touchdown, but it is a kick return. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a – that's an awesome stat. Yeah. Four games in, no touchdowns given up. Yeah, that's a great stat. But, they, you know, they, they just haven't played anybody like Mark, you know. Milano. Milano. No no uh, one's no one's going to show yeah, up Mark. Rock Springs and Chilton and Granger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, that was a hell of a slugfest with Chilton 7-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, give me, give me Mark, dude. If I was yeah. going to put money on any of these games, it would be China Spring 1, Mark 2. Yeah, I just don't think – I mean, as – with as good as Burton's defense has been playing, I just don't think anyone at at the two A Division two level at least can stop Mart. I, I just, yeah. I just don't think anyone can. So I, I'll take I'll take the Fighting Kevin Hoffman's in this week as well to advance 
to the state championship next week. And and if they make it, I mean, they're, they're probably going to be heavy favorites in the state championship, regardless of whether it's New Home or Albany in the final game. I think they're going to be heavy favorites regardless. So, you know, this will just, – just on paper, again, the defensive – you know, performance by Burton so far throughout the playoffs. If Mark can roll past this one, I think they'll be again they'll be heavy favorites in the state final next week. And they'll be they're having to move all their games back because the two A Division two state final will be played next Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Yep, so. after the six main games. And I plan on being there. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you can sneak in and come up there, and hang sneak out. Sneak out of work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to – it's going to be every day. I don't care if I get off work at 2 o'clock. I'm still going to go down there, catch the second half Just of the that. afternoon game and there catch the evening go. game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch every game that I can. So, let me tell you a tip. If you're going to be there all day mm-hmm. – <laughs> Which I've done the past yeah. couple of years. So, what we like to do is uh, park – I forgot what parking lot it is, but you go on the east side of the stadium and park mm-hmm. all the way at the very back. Towards Texan Live. Yep, and you walk across the bridge and you go hang yep. out at Texan Live and get yep. lunch and get cheaper beverages. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you watch the first game on the big screen yep. and maybe you watch the first half of the six-man game. Especially, the, the, big especially the six-man game. Yeah. yeah. And then, then you walk across and, and like one year we uh, – of course, I got we got friends at Grandview, so we walked across and mm-hmm. we, we ran into a Grandview tailgate and hung out there for a while mm-hmm. until we went back to the stadium. So that's our that's my tip. If you, hey, if you want to get there early, go to Texas. You can park. You can pay for parking. Mm-hmm. Go all the way to the east side of the parking lot, park by the bridge, walk over, go to Texan Live, hang out, get a get a lunch, get a beverage, watch some football, and then make your way back to the stadium. And you yeah. can get you can get in your vehicle and drive closer and park and. You know. It's just regardless of what you do, just if you can go, if if you can't go all week, at least spend one of the days. Like go up there Friday or Saturday yeah. if you don't have work, and just spend one of those days all day. Just go out there, make a day out of it. Yeah, and just make a trip out of it. It's such a fun experience. I'm a big Thursday guy. I like going on Thursday. Yeah, I like seeing a three A game and mm-hmm. a two A game. I agree. It's it's just such a fun experience. But if Mark plays Wednesday night, I think I'll go to that. And I think maybe so too. I got a buddy up there, so I may stay with him and then get up in the morning and we'll do the Texan live trip trick. Mm-hmm. We'll trick it up and then we'll head back. Uh, well, you know what? If Crawford plays, I guess they play Thursday morning. Yeah, we so may have to get over there Thursday to. morning. We may have to do the Texan live trip in the afternoon. In the afternoon, yeah, mm-hmm. we may have to do that. Yeah, it's it's such a. I mean, it's, especially if you've never done it, you got to go at least. Oh, once. it's fun. That's a blast, you know. Yeah. And I like, you know, I, of course, I've got a kid. Well, I got one kid at, at Tech. He's a freshman. Then I got a kid as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. But when my oldest boy, back when he played football, you know, it was good to get the get the get the team together and take them there and yeah. say, hey, this is this, this is, is what, what it's what about, man. This is what it's this is awesome. So. It's an may, awesome may do that this year. Get a few kids together and take them up there. Yeah, I mean, it's again, if you've never experienced it, just make a day out of it. Make a trip out of it. If you can go all week, then go all week. It's an awesome experience just to see. I, what I like is staying out the whole week is seeing the crowds get progressively bigger with each game as the schools get bigger. Oh, it, yeah. It's awesome. And just the crowd environments, especially when you get a team that's never made the state championship before in their community, they're there for the first time. It's it's awesome. It's well, a really really cool experience. One year, uh, our buddy Jay Black, who we're hopefully let the cat out of the bag, we're going to be recording at the Texas Hall of Fame next week. Mm-hmm. He hooked us up with a suite. <laughs> but if you if you really want to watch the game, I you, would not go. To, I wouldn't give the suite too yeah. many 
too many uh, distractions in sweet. <laughs> they got that big refrigerator and uh, all kinds of people wanting to talk football. But yeah, that's uh, that was fun. You know, that was Mini Ella Yoakum that game. Mm. But yeah, it's fun. I love going there. It's, yeah. it's a blast. We did it for a long. You know, I think from haven't been since 2020. So mm. this will be two years. So it's great. Yeah, well, we spent the whole week up there last year and won't be able to exactly do that this week just because of work and everything. I've got to work most mornings, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to make every game that I can. It's just an awesome experience. If you've never done it, please go to make, – make make time and go to AT&T Stadium at least one of the days this week. It'll be next Wednesday through next Saturday. It'll be awesome experience, especially if you're just if you're just a high school football fan and you've never done it. It just – Unbelievable experience. You just well, got let, let me know when you head that way, and I'll save you a spot. So. Absolutely. Appreciate that. I, I'm going to be there. Just right. the time will be determined. So, again, yeah, I mean, yeah, we went off on that tangent, but Mart rolls. Yeah. I think Mart rolls, absolutely. And then our final game, six and final game, back up to three Division One. A fun matchup here. Malakoff taking on Brock Thursday at 7 o'clock at the Star in Frisco. Malakoff. Coming off their eighth game in the last five years against Grandview, winning 29-17. And then Brock coming off a very nice win over Whitesboro in a district rematch there as well. What do you see in this game, Kenny? Who knows? I mean, yeah. I really don't know. I mean, uh, Malakoff was a 12 – a penalty away from Grandview having the ball yep. with two minutes left driving to go score. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know that they would have done it, and I don't know that they wouldn't have done it. Uh, yeah. That was a great game. Uh, I think the Malakoff defensive coordinator – I know his name, but I forgot it. Hell of a game plan because, yeah. you know, uh, the last several games, Grandview had come out with Casey English as their mm-hmm. quarterback. You yeah. Know? And then they uh, – I don't blame them. Get you know, get your best player, get the ball in his hand. Uh, it worked a little bit. I think they scored once, and then Ryder Hayes came in, quick slant to Case and English, took it to the house, uh, and then it kind of just you know, kind of meh from mm-hmm. there. They, they, I guess they, I don't know if they couldn't get things going. Uh, but man, Malakoff's got a good defense. They've got yeah. a, a sophomore quarterback and uh, Mike Jones. They've got a running back in Tennyson. Uh, they got a great defensive player, Mr. Hogg. I, I just, man, it's it's a great game. On paper, I think I'm going to go Malakoff. In the, I'm going to go Malakoff as well. But Brock's good too. Now they, now they're another team. They start off the season 0 and 4. But you look at who they play. They play at the schools like they play Gunner. They play Wichita Falls, Hershey, who made it to the third round this year. Yeah. Oh, tough gauntlet to start off 0 and 4. But I mean, they've just been they they played that tough schedule for a reason to get to this point because you know when it gets to this point like you've already played tough competition you've already played you know tough competition and other classifications that are still playing week five like you are yeah you know you play those really good teams to prepare yourself for the playoffs and getting this far but you know malakoff malakoff's really good but brock's an overall pretty good team too um brock's done a good job about getting down early yes and not giving up and just say this is what we do. Let's go. Yeah. We're, you know, let's not get frustrated. Let's let's stay with the plan. And, you know, they've got skill position guys out the wazoo. I mean, uh, their quarterback pulling him up. Uh, Tyler Moody, he's thrown for a ton of yards this mm-hmm. year. A bunch of touchdowns. Uh, 
I just, it's a, it's a, you know, this is really don't in, didn't include those in our main Central Texas, but we, mm-hmm. you know, Brock made it last year too. Yeah. Remember, they yeah. made it to the state championship game last year, so they're a team with a lot of pedigree. But I don't know. It, I think this is a really fun matchup here too. A really fascinating one. The Malakoff with the sophomore quarterback Mike Jones and that running back they have Tennyson. They're really, really good. Brock's defense is good. They've gotten a lot better as the season's progressed. They gave again in that gauntlet they played in the first four weeks of the season, they gave up a lot of points. But they've gotten a lot better as the season's gone on, but I think Malakoff wins too, Kenny. I'm really so, you know, Moody doesn't run the ball a whole lot, but yeah. Brett Tutter is their running back. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how they can run the ball against that front seven. Because, you know, uh, Grandview, you know, Casey Cannon, J.J. Castillo, they had a little bit of success. But I think in the second part of the second half, they were kind of behind the eight ball. They, mm-hmm. they, they kind of threw the ball a little bit more. They, they didn't stick with that running game. Uh, I think how can Malakoff shut down Tutter? I think that's yeah. the key. And yeah. – you know, Mike Jones is a sophomore, so mm-hmm. can they rattle him? Is he going to keep his head? He doesn't throw the ball a whole lot. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run, run, run. Yep. Tennyson, Mike Jones. They got another running back that runs the ball really well. Hogg runs the ball sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brock's run defense. I think so. It's all about the run. Can Brock stop Malakoff's run, and can Brock run against Malakoff? I think that's the key. Yeah, I agree. This Who game, can do what? Yeah, this game will definitely be decided in the trenches as well. Both teams love to run the ball, as you mentioned. It'll be really, really exciting matchup here. This could be one of those games that's over in about two hours just because <laughs> how both teams are just running the ball. I mean, Thursday night at the Star, if you're near that area, go ahead and check this one out. This will be a really, 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 really exciting matchup. And this is the game. Whoever wins this will take on the winner of the Franklin Edna game, which will make up for a really fun matchup oh, yeah. in the state championship game. Yeah. And the state championship game for Third Division One it will be Thursday night. Yeah. So that'll be really, really awesome to see. Again, as we mentioned before, regardless of who the two teams coming out of this four-team semifinal, it's going to be a really, really exciting game for Third Division One next week. And yeah. I think we're looking at a Malakoff-Franklin collision I course here. I think it's a Malakoff-Franklin game and – well, that's a possibility. I don't like making yeah. predictions. That's yeah. a possibility. A possibility. Possible and, man, that would be a great game. I mean, yeah. it would be. And, you know, if, if Brock made it through. Bro- Brock Franklin, Franklin would be Brock, a hell of a who, game. Who says oh my no God. on that one? Yeah. Nah, nah, I don't want to see that. Hell, yeah, I want to see <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That would be a great game, too. Uh, Edna, you know, I just, hey, good luck to those dudes. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Malakoff on this one. Dude. Yeah, I'm going to go Malakoff as well, but it's one of those things I'm not going to be surprised by any stretch if Brock wins. Not. Absolutely, absolutely not. It'll be really, really exciting game. I absolutely think this could go either way. I just think overall, I think Malakoff has the more complete team. You know, they're probably not, especially in pre-district, probably didn't play as tough of a schedule as Brock. I'd have to look at Malakoff's pre-district schedule because I honestly don't know. But, I mean, Brock's pre-district schedule has got to be top three toughest across oh, the yeah. entire state. No question yeah, about absolutely. it. But And they've and – they've, it's paid dividends for them so far. Again, they start with 0-4, and now here they are, one game away from going their second straight appearance at, at AT&T Stadium. So, really exciting to see. But I agree with you. I will take Malakoff in this one and, you know – Again, that three division one state championship final, whichever one it is, it's going to be really, really awesome next Thursday night at AT and T Stadium. And 
Well, that's our games. That's for that's the docket for this week. Um, and I mean, we'll go a little bit outside of Central Texas for a moment, yeah, especially let's... up at the six A levels. North Shore and Westlake. Are you kidding me? That's gonna what be a magic. good one. That game will be played at Rice Stadium over in the Houston area. I mean, you look at you look at Austin Westlake. They're on what? They're on a fifty-something game winning streak. The North Shore. I think they're missing their uh, their starting quarterback as well. So interesting to see here. But it, it's hard for me to pick against Westlake in that one. Yeah, I'll just be happy to see one of those teams finally make it to a state yeah. championship game. Yeah, finally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great game. Dude, Guyer and DeSoto. Oh, oh my God. That game's Come also going to be man. played at the Star, by yeah. the way. Alito Longy. Oh, <laughs> well, that's so amazing. So many great choices. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's a Will Ferrell line. Uh, you know, you look down Argyle South Oak Cliff. That's going to be a good. Yeah, that, that's that's playing. That's going to be played playing. at the brand new Crowley yep. Stadium. Crowley, they're getting some good games. Over. Oh, I they've had a lot of good I've games. Heard, I've heard a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I've seen it on Twitter. A lot of good things about that. Uh, what else? Three A D two, Gunner and Canadian. Man, Canadian looked really good. This is the sixth. I think. I think if I remember correctly, six of the last seven years. This is their sixth matchup in the last seven years. They've both those teams have dominated their regions, freaking since 2014. Yeah. I remember hearing something for uh, from Dave Campbell's that I think uh, I think Gunner was like 33 and one in their region, and uh, Canadian was like 30 and three, something like that, or vice versa, one of the two. But regardless, they've just dominated their regions, and they played each other in the semifinals six of the last seven years. That'll be an awesome matchup, but. Gunners just been a machine. They have, and it, I, I want to watch that game. You know, maybe we'll check in on it uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to go to Mansfield mm-hmm. and watch China Spring Decatur that night. Uh, man, you look at Timpson and Refurio. Timpson oh has been a uh, Dave Campbell's darling all year. You know, they they covered well, their first game. They, they, they Mr. They, Terry Busey is that his uh, uh, Bussy. Bussy. That's what Terry I was about Bussy. to say. He might be the best player in all of mm-hmm. Class Two A. Terry Bussey there. Their quarterback. I think he's only a sophomore because last year he was a freshman, I think, okay. and he was a absolute superstar, and he hasn't skipped a beat this year whatsoever. But Refurio in the but semifinals. How you, yeah, how do you bet against Refurio? I, yeah. mean, I don't care what kind of team they have. They're, they're in the semifinals. I mean, we beat the heck out of that drum about Blue Bloods and stuff. Yeah. Refurio is absolutely in that group, no question about it. But – I mean, it's one of those things where, like, if when in doubt, go to the team with the best player on the field. And I think I think in that matchup, it's Terry Bussey, no doubt. Yeah, he is a stud. I, I've seen a little bit of film on him. Mm-hmm. heard his name a ton. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. I, I really – man, I'm looking for Canadian to maybe upset Gunner. I mean uh, – Dude, they looked really good last week. You know you, you know you got a darn good football team when Canadian beating you yeah. is considered an upset. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But that would be an awesome game. Oh, uh, man. Probably won't happen, but it's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I so, mean, every team – I mean, we've said it all year long. If you're playing at this point in the season, you're here for a reason. You're – uh, unbelievably good football team. Anyone can win at this point. All right, let me ask you this. If everything goes the way you want it to go, what game do you really want to see next week? In the state championship games? Yeah. What do you Ooh, want Out to of see? all classifications, oh, man. 
I would be probably be the most stoked for a Crawford Refurio rematch because yeah. they played each other in the state championship. I was there yeah, back was, in 2016, and I think uh, Refurio won that game. Who won that? Was that Crawford or Refurio? I think no, Refurio, Refurio won. won that one. It was like 23 to 20, something mm, like that. Great game, yeah. And great game. I would, I think, out of all the classifications. That would be the most exciting one for me to see, I think. What about you? Man, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to stick to 3A. And I'm going to go Malakoff and Franklin. Oh, my God. I think that would be. You want to talk about a clash of styles right there. Um, Oh, my goodness. You know, and that's the funny thing about Crawford Holly. Both those teams are just so badass. Oh, my God. I mean, you give me Holly or Furio, Holly Timpson. Hey, let's just. Loser play loser, winner play winner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so if Crawford wins and Refurio wins, hey, give me Timpson and Holly. I'll, I'll yeah. pay to go watch that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Awesome. Consolation I mean, matchup. You know, Are you kidding me? And, hey, let's not forget about Abbott, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get there Wednesday and watch Abbott. And then They'll we'll, be the afternoon game. Hopefully won't... watch Abbott and watch Mark. Stay the night. And then Crawford's playing in the morning, and then we roll into 3A. Yeah, we might have three Central Texas teams playing back-to-back-to-back, which would be awesome. We have to go awesome. live. Can we go live? Is there any way we can just do – do we have a YouTube channel that we can go live on? Or, we can make one, no doubt about it. Just record on our phone and do Shoot. Okay. Yeah, just do a live commentary of the right. games going on. Absolutely. I'll get my buddy Bobby there. He'll supply all the the drinks for us inside. <laughs> yeah. He's got the flattened water bottle. He can do that for us. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. I mean, I just man, these they're lining up. They're, they're, I mean, regardless of who makes it to the state championship games, I mean, every year all the state championship games are absolutely exciting. But the fact that we could have three Central Texas teams playing back to back to back is just awesome. Awesome and, to think hey, about. Let's look at six eight. Duncanville and Westlake is going to be oh. if that happens. Oh. Or North a three peat. Duncanville and North Shore. Good night. That'll be the fourth time they've played. Hey, Guy or Katie? Guy, I mean, I don't know much about Austin Vandergriff, but didn't they're Guy, good. Didn't Guy they're good. awesome. I mean, Vandergriff got a revenge win last week over uh, Dripping Springs. Dripping Springs beat them back in the regular season. Um, I, it was a close game the first time they played, and then they beat Dripping Springs last week. Austin Novasad, a Baylor commit at quarterback for Dripping Springs. Oh yeah, uh, Vandergriff, yeah. Vandergriff got the win. They got the revenge win mm-hmm. there. But it's a tall task here in the semifinals. But well, hell, that Alito Longview game—that's going to be. That's there's just so many. the The blue blood, the blue bloods are playing each other this oh, week, yeah. across, yeah, especially in the, the way big it usually sports. is. You know, that's kind of like we asked Steph, what team surprises you there? It wasn't one of these. Uh, wasn't Alito? Wasn't Longview? Wasn't Westlake? It was New Home and mm-hmm. Harmony. Yeah, it's. So many great games across the state, but we'll keep an eye on them. And I think I think next week we'll have to while we're at the uh, since it'll be the week of the state championships, we might just go ahead and just talk about and predict all twelve games. Why yeah, not? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We'll get Bri- uh, hopefully we'll have Bryce. We, we've invited Bryce Cherry, mm-hmm. Jay Black, and we're going to be at the Hall of Fame Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be a fun. One. You know, that, I, I love. Hey, you get Bryce Cherry with. We thought Bryce was going to come to this section. He, he just stayed the whole time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Bryce stayed with us the whole, uh, the whole podcast. So, hopefully, he can do that again. Uh, we may get a backup, maybe Jack out. Maybe we'll call Jack, see if he wants mm-hmm. to come do that, if, yeah. if Bryce can't. We'll get somebody in there. I, I'm sure Curtis will not uh, be opposed to doing that, too. So, we'll get somebody to come in and sit in with us. And, uh, of course, we'll have the great Jay Black, the mm-hmm. curator at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. 
he'll be there and uh it'll be fun man yeah it'll be a really really big show can't wait to just talk about the state championships i mean the state championship week in texas high school football it's 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 an early christmas for me especially i I mean for all of us all texas high school football fans because i mean and there's people that come from all over the state just to stay there that week and just go to every game and just people make a trip out of it and for good reason. Yeah, it's like 12 Super Bowls all in <laughs> yeah. four day, three or four days. And yeah. it's like, I think it's what, 20 bucks for an all day pass? Yeah. What more could you ask? Get the knocked up nachos or whatever mm-hmm. those things are called mm-hmm. and yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, it's awesome. It's And we'll just look forward to that next week. We'll be, we'll be live from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame recording next Monday. We usually uh, record on Tuesdays. That's what we're doing right now and release the episodes on Wednesday. Next week, since the state championship games start on Wednesday, we'll record Monday, and we'll either we'll, – we'll, I'll try to have the show posted on Monday evening, but if not, it'll be for sure posted on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that as well. And that'll do it for us today on Episode 17 of the Central Texas Football Podcast, the state semifinal edition. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks again to our guest on today's show, the KCEN Channel 6 Sports Director, Curtis Quillen, head coach of the Crawford Pirates, Greg Jacobs, and the head coach of the Kevin, uh, the Kevin, of the Mark We're Panthers, fighting Kevin. <laughs> fighting Kevin Hoffman's Mark Panthers. Thanks to Coach Hoffman for joining us, and thanks as always to Matt Stepp for answering our weekly question we have for him. And again, that'll do it for us for episode 17 of the Central Texas Football Podcast. For Kenny Heath, I'm Ryan Fox. Thanks for listening and enjoy the state semifinals of the Texas high school football season.